0: Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef, cooking you up something succulent and divine.
1: It's your boy here, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced
2: tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right.
1: So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even
2: take your shoes off.
0: Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> oh,
2: damn, <no. laughs> Welcome, Welcome to, to Marsha's Play. The
0: time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more
2: running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be
0: alright. Be all right, it will be all right. It will be all right. It will be all right in the morning. It will be all right.
2: That's
0: what I hate. I hate for a motherfucker when you first tell them that you're trans. And they be like, you
2: know what? I could tell.
0: For real. I could oh I'd be it. like, okay, well what, what was it? Okay. I don't oh. know. It was your earlobes. <laughs> it be some <laughs> of the random shit. You know how they hang, it's kinda they real wiggly. <laughs> and I ain't never seen
2: no, no woman's like, ears wiggly
0: like that. <laughs> it be some of the random shit. You know, it was the way your ankles <laughs> <laughs> the way your ankle's shaped and they yeah. so <laughs> pointy. Or the way you know the back of your leg or the side of your elbow. <laughs> Turn down. Or some random stuff. And you be like, nigga.
2: <laughs> or sometimes it ain't random, they be like it was that five o'clock shadow. <laughs> Do you ever pass it? <laughs> what
0: <Whoops. laughs> sorry Zaire, says. do y'all experience that?
1: Um, some like I don't know. It's kinda like my face. Sometimes I feel like my face is still kind of feminine. I don't know. It's just like sometimes
0: This was a pretty boy. Like, <laughs> yeah I don't that's, what I, that's how I see it now. That's the it's like it's <laughs> It's not a girl face. It's just you got a lot of pretty things going on <laughs> that even if a like a cisgender guy had on, you'd be like, that's a pretty boy. Yeah. Like you got, it's not like a girl face. It's just, you a pretty yeah. boy.
1: Yeah, sometimes I'd be like, eh. But like sometimes, like one time this lady was like, my friend, her, his mom was like, uh, I was doing something. I was like um, volunteering to coach basketball stuff like that. And the mom, he told his mom...
0: Did you play basketball in school? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. He told his mom. Were you good or did you suck? I was good. I <laughs> okay. was on varsity since <laughs> I was a Okay. Yeah, so. A varsity on a losing team or <laughs> what? <laughs> I
1: ain't going to lie. I did kind of suck. But
0: it was in Katie
1: ISD. It was a good school district. Oh, you gonna blame it on Katie? (laughs) No, no, it was a good school district. So it was just like the suckier team. Okay. Oh, so educated school districts
2: have bad teams. Uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, she was like, I could kind of tell. I was like, fuck you. (laughs) <laughs> that, that was it. That what was what was made
0: her <laughs> say you? What made I her say don't No, I, I didn't ask Like man. did you open up the conversation? No, nah, I was just like She just said came up to you and said I can tell that you No, nah, to she be told a-
1: him. She could kind of see it.
0: Oh, uh, after he told your J.T.? Yeah.
2: Why did you oh. tell your
0: i I don't know. I don't, <laughs> <me a> <laughs> I that,
1: don't know. That be my tea,
2: like the no but don't spill my tea. Don't first of all, don't invite me to the party and spill my tea before I get there and I don't know everybody know my tea. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that'd be the gag. You be like, why are they looking at me like this? I'm For like, real. Why just they, staring. And it don't be no looks. They be like, you so pretty. They be like, oh, you the girl, especially women, you are so pretty. And I'd be like, oh, thank you, girl. And this
0: it don't be no regular compliment. Because females don't compliment females right. the way yeah. a female compliments a trans right. female. It's totally different. It's not the same thing. <laughs> it's it's different. It's like, like it, yeah. It's, it's like you telling a little girl, word.
2: you are so yeah.
0: pretty today. <laughs> it's, like, it's unexpected for you to be pretty. So I'm like, oh my God. Oh, Oh my God. And, and they don't want to be ratchet or whatever. Like, and they know it's uncomfortable, so they kind of, or maybe they don't, and they'll give you this little, um, that they think is cute. Oh, even your feet is small. <laughs> wow. Ah, I'm not that. They so smooth. Wow. You Your feet really look you've, like a girl. Wait, you've
2: heard that? Uh-huh. Oh, that's
0: so. Cool. I was in college, and I was sitting next to um, this girl <laughs> in, like, the dorms. It, we was in a girl's dorm now. In college, they put me in a boy's dorm. But at this particular moment, I was in the girl's lobby, mm-hmm. and I was sitting next to a girl, a uh, regular cisgender girl, and she was, and another girl came in, and she, they, she was talking and blah, 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 and, you know, the rumor of me being trans had already kind of spread, so some people knew who I was, and some people didn't, because it was still early, I was still a freshman, mm-hmm. and so some people knew, they had been hearing about the transgender girl that was on campus, mm-hmm. but... They didn't, some of them didn't know the face. So they would see me and think that I was a regular girl. Mm-hmm. But they didn't know that that's the one. Like, I remember yeah. b- being on a bench one time and two girls were sitting next to me. And they was like, oh, you know, it's they, a was they was talking about me and I'm sitting right next to them. <laughs> <I> <laughs> <think that. laughs> wow. And they was like, oh, you know, they got a man dressed up like a woman in the boys' dorm. And wow. I'm sitting on the bench right next to them. Wow. And they like, oh, I haven't seen her yet. But they said she's real pretty.
2: <laughs> and I'm looking like, <laughs> I, yeah, I, re- yeah. I look over I'm like for <laughs> real. Like, re-? like, re-? <laughs> 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 I, I, I always be wondering how the people that didn't know when they talk about you, what once they find out yeah. what the reaction. Oh, that bitch was sitting next to me <laughs> on the beach.
0: Wow. <laughs> so anyway, the other one that the, the another situation, I was in the lobby. And I guess a girl came in and they started discussing my tea and they start giving me that, oh, you're so pretty conversation. And the girl next to me said, mm-hmm, I didn't even know. And now that I know, I'm looking, I'm like, God, even, you look at your feet. They so small and smooth. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> wow. And I don't have no smallest feet. Oh, they are Or they'll do this. They are smooth and feminine, but they not small. They like, I wear a size 11. So I'm like, girl, I'm like girl why are you then another dude told me that it was he could clock me by I really he said he could clock me by how my elbows were what? And I don't know what it was. Yeah, I bet you was looking at your elbows. I'm looking like, my elbows like, <laughs> <laughs> Are they clunky or no? I, <laughs> I'm like,
2: wait. Is, is this, this fat dispositioning <laughs> right? Is it a
0: surgery for that? <laughs> 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 Do I need to get my elbows correct and reshaped? Wow. But, Feminine. Uh, yeah, I need but I learned that people will make up the most Anything. dumb and shit. Yeah. You ain't you ain't seen nothing until a bitch told you. For then you started looking for shit. Looking or, hard, to Or you started making <laughs> shit up.
2: Or have you ever had, oh, they did say you was pretty. Oh, I bet you could trick this nigga. I want to see if he gay. Come, oh, Come Lord. on. Let, I'm, I'm going to see if he going to talk to you. No. If he yes. talks to me, it's because he like fine women. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's why. <laughs>
0: But, yeah, I, I've I've that's crazy. Like, I hate when that's how people interaction with mm-hmm. me goes. Even when I was um, – when I got a little bit older, um, my uncles, like, would say weird-ass shit, like, really weird-ass shit. Like, so I have an uncle that my family – and this, this leads into the conversation we're going to start talking about. Mm-hmm. I got an uncle who everybody thought that he wasn't going to accept me because he is the homophobic – transphobic. back They didn't say no transphobic because trans wasn't popular in their yeah. vocabulary. They said homophobic. Yeah. <laughs> they said homophobic. So he was the homophobic macho cishet man. Mm-hmm. And he he's the one that's that stereotypical alpha male. They mm-hmm. were like, oh, he's going to clown you and he ain't going to be down for it. And da, 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 da. So we were going up there for a funeral and that's where everybody was staying. So I was about 17 at the time. I wouldn't. Even, I hadn't went out of high school. So I had to be like 16. I wasn't 17. I had to be like 16. So they were telling me, oh, just go. On. My mom was kind of scared for me to go up there because she said they was going to hurt my feelings and talk shit and mm. blah, 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 blah. And I was like, that ain't never been like. If you know, if you live this life, you have people calling you names and shit. Baby, you yeah, don't have yeah. whole crowds um, wearing you out. Oh, you gonna call me a fag? Well, or, oh, you everybody. gonna call me a dyke? Welcome You're to right. the club. How many <laughs> times have a motherfucker called us that? Come on, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so, like, names don't affect me. This not going I'm coming right. up here for my aunt's funeral, so I don't really care. So I'm not gonna be uncomfortable. So when I walked in the house, um. I expected it to be like a read session. Like, I expected a lot of uncomfortable conversations, Mm -hmm. da-da-da. He never said one word to me, like nothing negative at all. Hmm. He said, I sat down on the couch, and um, anytime I wanted to get something to drink, I would ask, "Can can can you show me where the bathroom is? Or, you know, whatever. It was pretty normal. And so when we came back home, everybody was shocked that nothing happened. Nothing was said, no no kind of rude comments was said by my uncle. And so, like, months later, he had came down to visit, and everybody asked him about it, like, why you didn't, we thought you was going to do all this kind of stuff. And my uncle was like, what the fuck do y'all mean? Like, no, out of all the kids that came to my damn house, he the motherfucker that had some sense. Hmm. He respected my house, didn't run in my refrigerator. He wasn't cussing. He wasn't. He was hearing me down though. <laughs> 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 I understand. <laughs> he was hearing me down, but he wasn't cussing. He wasn't jumping in grown folks' conversation, and he had some respect for my motherfucking house. So how do Why, why would I disrespect him?
1: Hmm.
0: And everybody was like, "Oh." And he surprised that's, them. That's
1: crazy, cause that the same thing happened to me. Like, I have a uh, Rasta brother-in-law, right? Uh-huh. Like the real deal Ooh. and sister. So, and they have some of that, those kind of uh, biblical beliefs in a way. Right. And like, I was just expecting him, cause we've been cool, you know. Like, he's like my best friend. Like, every time I went there before I came out as trans, and like we always been cool. Then he kind of just, and I, I came out, he kind of just realized, oh normal person same person just happier and mm. like it just all kind of just went away That's and i was so like hmm, see people just gotta realize we just normal people like you could be a bad trans person you could be a good trans person like it don't matter Like,
2: i have a, a story <laughs> like that too I, I i went and i visited my father that i haven't visited him forever and it, my grandma was there and like a lot of my family and i <clears throat> they didn't say much to me but my aunt was like This is my first time ever meeting her as an adult, by the way. She was like, "Um, well, your name is, she called me by my government. Government. Your name is such and such and such. So that's what I'm going to call you because that's that's who you are. I was like, no. (laughs) My name is Mia. And she was like, no, I'm going to call you your government. And I was like, but I don't know you like that. Like, how can you just call me my government? And we we just met. Like, what what gives you that right? I didn't say that, but that's what I was thinking.
0: Right, And my thing is my mama don't even call me my government.
2: Right. My mama doesn't even do that. And
0: she the one I came out of. So what gives you the gall to think, oh, I'm going to call you this? <laughs> yeah. And
2: so when I corrected her, she was just like, oh, okay. Well, then it is what it is. I'm going to call you Mia. And so uh, with me standing my ground, it kind of like made her like, respect me oh. but i thought that everybody was going to talk about me mm. and i i didn't know what they probably they, did
0: when you was gone no, oh, yeah. no, <laughs>
2: listen i end up finding out what they were saying um i had to go back inside to um when i was leaving i had to go back inside to use to the restroom but the way you use the restroom you have to go through this long hall, so i could hear what they were saying they just couldn't hear me and all i heard was my uncle saying "Ooh." she sure is pretty and everybody was then the <laughs> girls in my family was like i can't believe she built like that like how is she shaped like that it's nice and, da, da, and i was like oh wow i wasn't expecting that i was expecting a whole bunch of hems and, sh- and you <laughs> going to hell and you better invite that back over and all that but it, it didn't turn out like that oh it's good
0: and, and I think those moments are good to hear because sometimes we fear those moments. Sometimes we, like as trans people, we fear like, oh, God, I'm not going to go here because it's going to be crazy. Yeah. And <laughs> we miss out on opportunities and understanding because they had me not fearing, like shaking, fearing like that, but they had me just really prepare myself. right, We're Expecting the worst. Expecting the worst. And it was totally nothing. Was it like was
1: cool. You got to build all that self-respect so you could, you know, just got to do it. Just exactly. And then when you s- respect yourself, people really start to be like respect you. So it's just like then you could just live your life in normalcy. Just and I
0: think that and I think that that is important when we have a conversation about family. So that leads us into um, the first topic of today on Marsha's Plate. Go ahead, Mia.
2: Today, we're going to talk about how are trans people's lives affected by having family support or support in general, m- mainly mainly family support. Um, the reason why I wanted to talk about that today is because I got an inbox on Facebook and it was from a random guy. And if anybody who knows me, they follow me on Facebook. I'm all, as of lately, I've always I've been very pro black, pro trans. Everything you see on my timeline has a fist and a heart. Amen. Amen. And um he just it just was a guy that came out of nowhere and he asked me a simple question. He was he asked, Are you a trans man or are you a trans woman? And I I specified uh, to him what I was, but I asked him, did he know what it was? And he was just basically told me that his brother is now his sister and he wants to support her. And so I gave him every uh, everything that I could think of on the Internet. TSroadmap.com is a very good uh, place for beginners if you want some type of insight. And it's TSroadmap.com.
0: That's legendary though. Like that website, I, I don't know if y'all do you know anything about it? No. Nope. Okay, so that is a legendary website. Like T S Romat yes. is basically like before all this YouTube stuff, before anything else, like I think like Black Planet and stuff was around, College Club, AOL, like that old yeah, internet messenger? Stuff, That old internet stuff. <clears throat> there was a blog where trans people can go on there and post links to like different doctors, different hormone doctors, different wow. surgery doctors, and just any information and in question that you had about transness. TS Roadmap was a place that you can go and get the information. It kinda was kind of like
1: kinda, Susan's place or something like that. Yeah. Kind of that? Yes. Kinda like that.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yes, very so similar. Exactly. So, but this was before any of that. Gotcha. And it's still around. It still got old links, it still got all kinds wow. of stuff and it's it's really epic and
2: very educational.
0: A, a very educational and like a powerful organizing move. Whoever created it, mm-hmm. that was like the start of all this stuff. Yeah, this stuff that we see now, this stuff information that we see, where well, you can go and find out where you can get tea. You can go mm. and find out where you can get estrogen. Where you can go and find out where who's the best FFS doctors. This type of stuff now you can go on YouTube and Google and da 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 da. But back then, this was a spot, and you could go get. Forms to fill out. You know how they used to to get your ID changed, to get your gender marker changed. You needed forms, the letters from your doctors. At one point, they had letters that you can print off by state and <laughs> just fill and f- by state and fill mm. out your name mm. and take it to <laughs> the people and change it. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. This epic, just epic community organizing, grassroots work to help trans people move forward. That site That's is great. super epic. So whoever created it, thank you for thinking kudos. about it and kudos to you. Cause yes. it's been, that was when I was 17, 18, 19, 20. Mm-hmm. and I'm 36 now. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. So, you know, it's epic. Yeah. So,
2: so cool. I, I sent I him the website mm-hmm. and um, I, just, I just basically told him how inspirational it is and how, how good it is for him to be a support for her. And especially with him being a, um, her brother. Because you you don't really I don't know for me I didn't really see a a lot of um, masculine role models or supporters um, as I was growing up so I thought that was uh, amazing and so <clears throat> the reason reason why I thought it was amazing because a lot of trans people they suffer from depression and and it's not because of well, yeah, it, I guess it is because of the gender dis, uh, dysphoria, but a lot has to do with acceptance and support. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you have a backbone or you have people who are saying, "I don't give a fuck if something happened to you," in I'm gonna corner. come out there and we gonna, I'm, I got your back, no, no matter what. If you got somebody in your corner, like like Zaire said, then it makes you feel better about yourself. Like you can, you can succeed in anything, and I, I feel like that's what makes a difference in a lot of trans people's uh, lives. The statistics for trans suicide, um, uh, compared to the general, uh, excuse me, the statistics for suicidal tendencies amongst transgender persons against the general population is considerably very high. The statistics, y'all, is 31 to 50% amongst the countries.
0: Who were, had suicidal thoughts. Yes. is this prior to transition or during any their whole lives, no matter what? Or
1: because of family not accepting?
2: Th- this one is because uh, victim uh, victimization, discrimination, bullying, uh, violence, being rejected by oh, family friends. So. It's it, it's a big un- umbrella.
0: Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. I can, for me personally, I don't relate to the suicidal because that's never been a part of my life. I I can't remember a time where suicide was an option. I'm blessed in that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I understand it, like, no, I can't even say I understand it. Um, My education, my formal education has taught me how to deal with it, how to deal with people with it and how to approach them and how to get them out of that type of depression through my psychology degree Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. learning how to interact with patients and stuff like that. So my education has taught me how to deal with it Mm -hmm. and understand it from a a clinical standpoint, but from like my own personal life and like, I I can't relate to it because I don't have anything in my life that has gotten so bad to where I would go against the first law of nature is to self preserve. Like we Mm want to, continue living to can you right. every species every organism they want to live that's why you mm-hmm. see prey running from and other uh, from the predator because exactly. I want to live that's mm-hmm. why that we reproduce it's like the first law of anything is to live and survive um, parasites whatever sm- mm-hmm. from the smallest to the big ones, they want to survive so to go against that basic natural rule to s- preserve yourself and to live And kill yourself, it doesn't make sense to you. It doesn't make sense to me. So, for me, nothing has gotten so bad. And I've had a horrible life from being (coughs) homeless, from being um, attacked, and being just stuff. I have some beautiful moments too, but I've had some lows. And so, for me,
2: were these trans related or both?
0: Like, from life, from my mother relapsing, and I'm living in a house with no lights and no food and just a candle. So I've been I've been in bad situations. I've lived, I-, I slept in a car in the middle of winter in Indianapolis with snow all around me in an abandoned car on bricks <laughs> because <laughs> I didn't have anywhere else to go because somebody had kicked me out because I was trans, my grandmother. And so- Were you younger? Uh-huh, I was 13. Okay.
2: Um, so had you built w- this- it's right, resilience right
0: and so but suicide didn't cross my mind and my my mentality is if something gets so bad that it's that it's this situation leave it like don't kill yourself try somewhere else mm-hmm. like if i have to heights to new york if i live in arkansas and I got to hitchhike to New York with no place to go. I'd much rather be pressing to New York in the hopes that there might be something there mm-hmm. than to kill myself because of what is here right now. Like if I'm like and that's with anything. Like if I'm if I if I'm in a with a abusive husband and I'm not just gonna sit in that place in that and it's not say that they're the victim or blaming them it's just how i think about it i'm Mm -hmm. not gonna sit here i much rather leave you even though you got all the money you got all the da 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 i'd rather leave you with and i have nothing and go be somewhere and go somewhere with nothing and i build from zero because if you at zero you ain't got no other place to go but up (laughs) (laughs) so if I if you I'm in Texas and I'm with this badass husband he got all the money but he's abusing me and this is not a healthy relationship I'll pick up all my shit and take nothing and get and just take some money and go see go to Atlanta for me that's how I would think about it it wouldn't be suicide that would not be an option at all
1: yeah I see the thing is you just stand for something which is yourself so I feel like when you you get to that bottom that, like, that bottomless pit of depression where you don't stand for nothing, you don't see nothing to live for. It's just like, Yeah, you know. And then the mm. reason why mm. I was having those thoughts was because um, the dysphoria was so bad, but then like, I had to find another outlet to where I had to stand for something, and I had to find a way to stand for myself. So once I did that, and it was like, okay, I'm gonna move forward. That's when all the thoughts just left. Like I just worked on myself consistently, and I continued to do that. And those thoughts never crossed my mind. So it's just important that you find an outlet to keep going. And like these, like people don't realize like the importance of really finding something that's not toxic because too much of anything could be harmful Mm -hmm. so it's just like you just have to find balance again and like rely like have that self-respect for yourself and just really work for yourself so you just you just like was built for life you just built strong i think
2: (laughs) for what for me because i'm i I've, I've battled with uh depression like my whole life. I didn't realize that I was depressed. I thought that it was a norm a normality like i a I didn't realize thing. it right mm-hmm. I didn't know until I just looked it up i would I would be in my room all day i would i would have the the uh the blinds closed. Um, it would just be dark. I didn't want to go out. If I had to go out, it was because I had to go out. And mm-hmm. but this didn't happen overnight. It, it happened in stages. Like it started with, mm, I don't want to. I don't want to go around people. I don't want to be around people. Then it started to. Mm, I'm not getting out the house. Then it mm-hmm. started to. Oh, I'm not getting. I'm gonna stay in the house. But I'm not gonna be where everybody can see me. I'm gonna go to my room. So mm-hmm. it's. St- and then it goes to. Okay, it's too bright in here. I want to i'm I'm starting to feel some type of way so i start to close everything out. So, so everything starts to get dark and um oh that was vivid come on for the moment but um yeah it it, it started in stages and i think my breaking point was where i i, I actually thought about it because i've i've always um Oh, well, I'm really having a moment. I've always had um, visions, and I, I'm a realist. I don't care who judges me. I'm. i Everybody's gone through stuff, but I've always had visions of different ways uh, that I would kill myself, or whether it be like um, it, it always would make a statement. It will always be like uh, killing, uh, hanging myself in front of like a lot of people, uh, like a big building or something, and like with a statement, or it would be um i don't know it will always be something really big where everybody can see it and it would be a big statement and then at one night i just i got to that point where i was like bitch you could probably you could probably do this bitch You wouldn't i, I wouldn't really communicate with nobody when not communicating with anybody at all and i just decided to reach out to facebook and I, I made a status because I just I didn't have nobody I could really talk to about my problems without somebody just trying to talk bad to me or try to, like, toughen me up. What I needed was somebody to relate to. And so many people flooded my inbox and was like, you're a beautiful person. Like, you actually inspired me to be myself. And I actually tried to kill myself. It, it was a lot of people that I wouldn't have thought of went through the same thing that I went through. And I was just like, you know what? For I came to a realization that anything in my life I can accomplish, it just depends on how determined I am. And if something deters me from what I want to do in life, it, it's my comeback that that sets me Uh, apart from everyone else am i gonna stop and i'm gonna wallow in my in my in my darkness and oh you know feel sorry for myself or am i gonna fight and i'm going to say okay Mm -hmm. oh damn today was a bad day but shit i'm gonna make it better today oh fuck the, the day didn't get better so shit i'm gonna figure out a way that it's gonna get better tomorrow because i i had to realize that it's people out here that are going through worse things than me and i was like bitch, you're just upset because uh, uh, different stuff about being trans or not even that. It was other problems with, uh, combined with that, but that was the major thing, the transphobia, just having to pay for fucking surgeries or having people clock your tea and you you seeing like other g- or comparing yourself to other girls who who already got their breast implants or already got their surgeries. And you're just like, bitch, what's going on with me? So I had to get myself out of that that zone and I, I did it.
0: That's I think <laughs> I think it's about changing your focus like you like you just said mm-hmm. I think I, I think it's about like what I heard in listening to you is even in your moment of wanting to kill yourself you were trying to make a statement to somebody you it was a cry out you want to make a statement you want somebody to you want to be heard So anytime Mm -hmm. you're thinking about it being some dramatic, in my mind, this dramatic statement is because you want to be heard. It's something that you have to say and you feel like killing yourself will say something, right? Mm -hmm. That's why it has to be in front of people. You have to get people to see it and make this big dramatic thing because you have something to say and you feel like you're not being heard. So it's about focusing that wanting to be served and wanting to say what you have to say and focusing in creating that in another way, creating that dramatic statement. So now I'm going to succeed so you can see
2: exactly this
0: is my statement. <laughs> I'm going to succeed. I'm going to, um, yeah, maybe I may not be as advanced as I want to be, but I'm going to get there. And yes. when I get there, it's going to be even more sweeter. Let's and see. this is the statement that I want people to see. And exactly. how did your family... And yours too. How mm. did your family play a role in coming out of that dark place?
1: See, the thing about that is, I didn't want to make that statement. I was like, I have family like here that that I could I could just feel their love. Like I was never raised to like my family never was just like ah, I don't like you. I don't you know. They never just like pinpointed things. Like I was never really not accept it so i was like having this inner battle with my own deep-rooted self-hate so it was just like ah no i gotta i got people that love me but at the same time i'm not sure how they would feel about this so when i finally did come out or whatever i didn't even really just come out i just kind of just did my thing that's just how i am and then once they kind of started to see okay something kind of z voice got kind of deep huh <laughs> i was like z kind of changing huh so like i just was like that but at the same time i was already getting to that point where i was growing but them accepting me really just took a big weight off my shoulders though it made me feel like okay so they really say what they be about like they really do love me then all right cool so See, i just kept going
0: for me there was uh, um i when you you kind of said it jokingly but i seeing that like i was built for life to survive, mm. it is a level that I almost think that that may be true and it's not just experiences that toughen me up. Mm-hmm. It was, just, uh, for example, like my mom, now that I'm older, I know that she was really homophobic. Oh, really? Really homophobic. Wow. So, and I have an interview with my mom on my YouTube. And so if you h- see me and my mom interact, you would be like, oh my God, your mother is so accepting. But my mother w- made a conscious effort to not share her feelings about me to me. Mm.
2: That is so beautiful.
0: And she made a conscious effort to any time. And I th- what I think it is, I think.
2: Wait, no. It's nothing I'm like sorry. a mother's love. Uh, go ahead.
0: <laughs> so in her image of a mother, and I don't know how good or altruistic like this is, but. It uh, it, w- it worked for me. Her, she cared more about her image as a mother than me. Mm. That's so actually. L- it benefited me. Yeah. Uh, but a mother shows you unconditional love, right? right? That's the rule of a good mother. And so my mother in her mind was, you is not about to make me into this angry a homophobic mama right that that can't accept that's her a form kid. of love though yeah but in the back of her mind i hate this fucking gay shit <laughs> that's oh. that's how my mom was and so oh, okay she, she says but she refused for that hate right. to make her look like some late ass mama that didn't accept her kids because mm. how this is my child and so there was this balance like for example so I never knew all of this was going on internally with my mom. Wow. I just thought that I had this great mom who was loving and accepting because that's how she treated me. And mm-hmm. so if my mom accepted me, I don't give a fuck about nobody else. Like that's <laughs> I, what my mom, that's how, that's I how I I, Yeah, <laughs> so I'm like, if my mom is cool, anybody else can kick rocks. And that's kind of how I um, navigated the world. And it wasn't until um, I was probably like 20, now I transitioned in like young, so I was like thirteen, fourteen in in wow. that era, like early on. You was so you started moans at that age? No, I started moans at sixteen, but I started dressing up like a girl. I was young.
1: I did moans at sixteen?
0: So, <laughs> so um, when, so by the time I was twenty, I lived as a girl like a long time. It had been. That's almost six, seven years. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't new in the game. You see what I'm saying? It was like I had been in it. And so my mom was about to go to prison. And my brother had to decide who. Now, at this point, I was 21. I'm sorry. And at this point, I'm old enough to be able to take custody of my brother. And I've been on my Mm -hmm. own since I had been 16 because I got my first apartment when I was 17. So I've been on my own since I was 17 and taking care of myself. And I had just moved back with my mom before I went to college because I was about to go to Jackson State. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I had been in my own stuff for the longest. So I had the skills and the history to take care of myself. So all I had mm-hmm. to do was take care of my brother. So my mother gave my little brother the decision. You can stay with me, you can stay with Diamond, or you can, not, not me, She when she said me, she was talking about me as in Diamond. Mm-hmm. So you can stay with Diamond, or you can stay with your grandmother. Or you can stay with my great aunt, which is my Aunt Joe. And my little brother said, I want to stay with Diamond. And my mother's response is, what? Why you want to stay with him? He's a fag. Oh, wow. Now, my mother has never called me a fag in my face. She has never said that, like, in conversations that I would hear over the phone or where I can hear her. Mm. She has never called me a name. She had never called me. She had never been any derogatory negative thing. So when I heard that, it was really surprising. Almost to the point, but this is because it was my little brother telling me it, I know it was true. Mm. You see, it wasn't like some random person. This is my little brother saying this is what she said. Mm Mm-hmm. And then when I brought it to her, her response was that she did say it. You get what I'm saying? And she basically broke it down that I can't, she was like, I had a dream for you. Mm. You were my child. I had a boy, you were my first son. And I had a dream that you would grow up and be a regular boy and have, give me grandkids and, get a girlfriend and i just had this dream for you and then of course like all kids do they grow up and become adults and have their own dreams for themselves Mm -hmm. and as a mother i'm supposed to just accept it and i did i accept you like but i can't sit here and lie and say that it's what i wanted Mm -hmm. i can't sit here and lie and say that oh my god i have a transgender child (laughs) (laughs) I can't sit here and say that that is something that I wanted, that would be a lie for you. Uh But I can sit here and say that I love you unconditionally. I'm going to be in your corner. Anybody talking shit about you, I'm going to be there to talk crazy back at their ass. Ain't nobody going to put their hands on you. Ain't nobody going to hurt you. And that's, that's where I'm at with it. And so I had to respect it, Yeah, just putting myself in her shoes and thinking about if I had children, Mm -hmm. you have these Mm -hmm. dreams, preconceived emotions, all that. Mm -hmm. And so she, and I appreciated because I had been trans for so long at that point and never had any kind of negative inkling. Mm -hmm. I knew my mother was in my corner. And And at that moment, I still did. Like mm-hmm. I didn't think that she wasn't in my corner. It just was surprised to me. Like it gagged me that how she, she really felt. How she really felt about it. Because the the way she showed up and showed that unconditional love, you would have thought that she was shit, queer as fuck herself, and been <laughs> to trainings and you know <laughs> allies as, as fuck. Like you get um. what I'm saying you would have thought that that was this is the type of love that she gave me. Like no, never act like she was ashamed of me never actions really
1: do speak louder.
0: yes her Her actions spoke and it gave me this i guess that goes back to this life that, that where i felt like it was a continuation of her prior to transition So prior to transition my mother is the type of mother that you is not gonna feel ugly with my mom my mom is gonna tell you you beautiful every day my mom is going to tell you she loves you the best thing that she ever had. <laughs> she is. When I hear people talk about, oh, my my dad never hugged me. My mom never still gave me a compliment. You're not used to that. <laughs> I'm not used to that because my mama is a total opposite. My mama is going to hug you. Oh, look at my beautiful baby. Get your hair cut. My baby is clean. You get what I'm saying? She' cleaning in the board of health. She's giving you this praise all my life, mm. like so. Okay. So I've I've never felt, and so when I transitioned, it was damn. You a beautiful woman. You get what I'm saying? It turned. It just transferred from. You a beautiful great. boy to that. So I didn't feel any difference when I transitioned. She just gave me this love. And even when I was in school, like when I was in elementary, and I'm getting ran home from school, somebody trying to bully me, kicking my books, to, or whatever the fuck they're doing to bully me, I knew I was going to go home to a safe place. Mm-hmm. I knew that I was going to go home to somebody telling me, which is why I don't have those dysphoria things like i hate my body Mm -hmm. because my mother made me feel like i was beautiful Mm -hmm. like she made me from the time i was born till even to this day even though she's going through her addiction stuff and like she called me yesterday and told me that she had cancer she got it confirmed and and so she made me fe- she always made me even through the negative she made me feel beautiful and so I whatever the negative that that she brought with bringing drugs into the situation
1: it always overpowered the love always overpowered. The love always
0: overpowered it always remember no matter what your mother loves you it makes you feel good
1: it definitely does
0: and that's the truth So, I think family is important. I think it sets the stage for it sets the stage for your success. It's not it, it's not the end all to your success. Mm-hmm. Like you can, if you don't have the support, you can find another kind of family because that red yeah, nigga, exactly. that the red ballroom red, scene, right? That red nigga over there on the table on that couch hmm. I, that's that's i love him mm-hmm. i want him to succeed i want him to care you I, you are like a little niece little daughter little you know you, i care about you so you can find family that are not your blood relatives. exactly you mm-hmm. can find people that care about you that want you to be safe that wants the best for you Mm-hmm. That are not your blood relatives, so you can succeed and find that love through people who are not your relatives. So, when I say family, I'm not just talking about blood relatives. Mm-hmm. I'm not just talking about um, people that you have some kind, com- some type of connection with in that regard, biological regards. Um, it can be uh, somebody who's not that's just in your corner, your support system. So don't think that because your family. Is yep. not in your corner Blood that you're him. not going to find somebody in that in somebody like that exactly.
2: So never give up hope, stay positive, <laughs> <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. How did mood, you get right? out
0: of? Um, give me Zaire, give me some tips on how you got out of the mold of suicide like the, the that whatever that mind that cycle that happens how did you get out of it
1: setting goals finding something to live for stand for respecting myself seeing my worth just really reflecting like really reflect just getting out of the world for a little bit other people's talk and chatter just take a break from that and just really reflect and just really find that s- that source Pass all the transness, pass all the gender, pass your name, pass your birthday, just l- really find that stillness inside and really pass
0: your body right <laughs> past pass the physical just
1: yeah. sometimes just close your eyes, be quiet, just find that stillness and then just set goals, just keep moving forward don't don't the past is the past for a reason. it's something to learn from good or bad, something to reflect from. What's to come is something to reflect from. You know, just keep moving forward. Like, don't dwell on anything, good or bad. Just find exactly. ways to find peace. You know,
0: right? So. And th- re and, and realize that you create your world. Like exactly. you create it. Mm-hmm. You cre you create your ha- happiness is a state of mind that you can create. And that's exactly. what <laughs> brought me out of
2: my depression because I had to realize, bitch whatever you put your mind to you can do it but sitting here and laying on this on this on th- wherever you wherever you are in this in this deep depression sitting here and wallowing in it you're not changing any aspect of your life you're just sitting there and let the time go by That's a you Christ, can, it? and you can you you can do like the simplest the simplest things J- as long as you're doing something every day that contributes to your goal it can be the smallest things but as long as you're contributing and you're seeing something from it i I think that's what gives you hope absolutely
0: Mm -hmm. i think i think for me in my low times like i said i never got to the point of suicidal but i got to the point where where do i go from here where Mm -hmm. i gotta fight out of this situation i can't i i'm at the bottom i ain't got nothing to do when i came to texas i had 57 dollars in my pocket and nowhere to go nowhere to go no family here i didn't know nobody in texas yo (laughs) i didn't have no family here i was on black planet in a chat room and i said i don't have anywhere to go but i have to go to houston because i had a little down low boyfriend here in houston and some random chick in a chat room that i didn't know said oh well you can come stay with me and I went and stayed with her for a month, and she let me prostitute from out of her house, out of her apartment. Because she was a prostitute too, <laughs> <laughs> she was a trans girl, and she I was able to live with her. I paid her rent that month, that one month that I stayed. I paid her rent and pay her light bill and filled up her it filled up her refrigerator.
2: And got your own apartment, and and furnished and, all of it. Uh,
0: yeah, and got my own apartment, and that as sorry ass down low nigga helped me furnish some stuff too. <laughs> I don't want to take that away from him. Oh, okay, <laughs> but he helped me furnish some stuff too. But I hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. I didn't have anything to lose. Yes. All I got to do is grind and get f- and go forward. And here I am. This is my what's it what's it It's August, mm-hmm. September, October. November. November the fifteenth will be my ten year anniversary in Houston. Oh. November the fifteenth. And I went from having fifty-seven dollars in my pocket. Now I make fifty-seven thousand a year.
2: And mm. and look at God.
0: Look mm-hmm. at God.
2: Amen.
0: I oh hi y'all. Let me shout on this mic. Anyway, um, so it changed because I was not I didn't give up. I mm-hmm. just kept going and kept going and kept going, and I remember saying before I moved to Houston, I remember I was sitting there, all I had was enough money to buy at this time i cause I, I, it, I that fifty seven dollars came from a trick, <laughs> 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 but I had no money at first I had Enough money to buy a quarter bag of potato chips from the corner the lady. It wasn't a store, it was a, a lady in her apartment that, the candy lady. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all know that, that one. Yes, that, that one lady. A, <laughs> the
2: cool pops.
0: Right. <laughs> she she uh she I had a. Tw- I had twenty seven cent and I went and bought a bag of Cheetos. That's all she had. I hate Cheetos, but that's all she had, but I was hungry. <laughs> and we didn't have no lights. We didn't have no food. All I had was a fucking candle. And a bag of Cheetos, and I was sitting there eating them Cheetos. Shit, find
1: gratitude in that moment,
0: right? Really? And I'm like,
1: I'm blessed right now.
0: I can <laughs> see. I said this out of my mouth. I said, I can see right now how people I used to couldn't see. Like it, it w- My nose was turned up to people who were suicidal. Like, bitch, you're just stupid. You mentally ill. You like, it, I had that type f- I was that and i'm like what the fuck like what what kind of crazy you weak what kind of crazy shit you going through that make you want to kill yourself over this stupid shit like that's what that's the judgment that i was mm. and in that humbling moment of sitting there counting the hours how was i going to spread this one little quarter size bag of cheetos throughout the next couple of days till i can get a trick i don't want to mm. eat the whole bag up right now <laughs> <Bang>. <laughs> so i got to count uh, these little chips, I okay, I can eat two in this hour. A couple of hours later, I eat two. How can I last this? Till I, I don't know when the next trick is going to come. If he's going to come. You mm. see what I'm saying? Mm. I have never was a... Ho- I didn't learn how to hold on the host roll. So the host roll was always dangerous for me. <laughs> like in my mind. Mm. So I'm like, I'm working from the internet, but ain't nobody calling the ass. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, it, you know how it goes mm. when, that, when you're hustling. And so... I was sitting there like, yo, I think this is how people get to the point of killing themselves when Mm -hmm. you ain't got nothing. And that humbling moment gave me an understanding of that dark place Mm -hmm. that. um, So now when I when somebody comes to me on that level, I'm able to help them and relate and and not judge Mm -hmm. and not. Because it never was an option for me, but I'm like, mm, I see yeah. I see how you can get there when you feel like you ain't got nowhere else to go when you don't have family because at that time I, I was living with my mom who had relapsed on the drugs and she had used all the money for all the bills because I was prostituting and I was making tons of money, but I was paying the bills for her. I would give her the money because she was a clean quote unquote, and she was using the money to get high Damn. and then the and the lady. The lady who owned the house came with the police to the door. And I'm like, why are you here? And she was like, y'all ain't paid me rent in four months. Damn. And I'm like, I know I done gave money. That's good, <laughs> good yeah. a good yeah. boy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, and my mother is looking like, girl, <laughs> my bad. I'm like, what is going on? And she come clean that she's on drugs. So. It just was a it was a c it was a crazy point in my life that humbled me. Mm-hmm. It humbled me and said, you know, bitch, you need to experience this so you can understand and help people later. Yeah, and that's it
1: really like my dad has really bad PTSD. Mm. So it was like, no, like I have to be strong for them to really show that you could be strong throughout all your trials and tribulations. Like, I don't, now I'm like, fuck it, I got the cards I was dealt. I'm going to make the best of them. I just find gratitude in everything. Like, and I'd be like, oh, fuck, my car broke down. But look, at least I got, I just ate a couple hours ago. At least I just, at least I'm not over this side of the street. At least I have to run across freeway, some shit like that. Mm -hmm. You just got to find, like, joke about stuff.
0: Find the silver lining. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, that was a a roller coaster.
0: I don't even want to talk about nothing else. <laughs> that was kind of on his own. But it was that's it needed to be
2: talked about. I think I think that people always see trans people as just tr- the transition and all that. They don't see the underlining of everything. Mm,
0: that's <sighs> it. It's they just a it's person
1: a just living life like anybody else. Yes.
0: Having a human experience. Exactly. Like this is this is a person having a human experience. It's just on a different plane than yours. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like uh, d- you got born black. You got born um, trans. You got born um, in... An uh, Indian woman in Pakistan, um, in India, um, you b- you a Muslim woman and you having a Muslim experience. Mm-hmm. It's it, that's just how it is. Like um, it's n- it's no difference. We all are human. We're just navigating different spaces in within this human experience. Yeah,
1: you're not your struggle. You're just you know you're just the person that can either overcome right. the struggle or wallow in the
0: struggle, right. or be or be defeated. Right. There's many of us who. Attempted suicide and they're not here because their and attempt succeeded. succeeded. Mm-hmm. I heard that
1: most, like right before the moment. Like some people that drop and some people that survive, like jumping off or something, they are instantly regretted, yeah. instantly regret jumping off the building or some mm-hmm. stuff like that. If they survive, yeah, yeah.
0: I
2: can see I that. I've heard of that. I can I'm see that. If people jumping of off and it's not there. just...
0: And then some people are choosing lives that are slow suicide. Yeah. If you think about that, yeah. It's not the um like you were just saying, you were saying that I you know, I was in my own corner. And sometimes mm. when you're in that depressive state, you're not in your own corner. You just yeah. you're wallowing in it and you're not standing up for yourself, you're not standing up for your life, you're not standing up for your dreams, you're not you're not even driving to that success because you for some reason you're just stuck in that space. And there's some people who they constantly are Making bad decisions, co- staying on drugs, staying on cracks, staying on uh, being abusive relationships, being drunk feeding all the those damn time. These habits. habits though don't get you nowhere, and it's just mm-hmm. a slow suicide. It's slowly tearing down your body, making you look old, making you get old, slow and tearing up your liver, mm-hmm. having unprotected sex, and just making like a disease that you might have worse and worse and worse and worse, mm-hmm. and not wanting to go get your meds, not wanting to. um. You get in what I'm denial saying about in the denial about thing. the situation, not doing what you need to do to take care of your body because you're defeated. Um, you know, and so they're in that space and then they, they might not be taking a gun to their head right? or, but jumping, there's, or. or jumping off a bridge. But they are in destructive behavior exactly. and that is their way to do suicide. Like, I don't give a fuck about my life, so I'm going to exactly. do all this fucked up shit and Whatever it. happens, that's happen. why I'm yeah, so
1: big happen. on taking care of myself. Like I'm, a, like people would be like, they would deem my, me as like feminine or something because of the way I take care of myself and stuff How like so. that. Okay, like I'm, I'm vegan for one. People think you have to be manly and big, get protein, eat all that meat, <laughs> you know, <laughs> shit like that. And like I just,
0: I see tons of <laughs> vegan bodybuilders. <laughs> yeah, tons, yeah. But nowadays,
1: time. and then like. I don't know. I'm just real big on hygiene. I'm just like, I'm one of them people, and people deem those things as feminine. Like, a man gets down and dirty. And funky. You know? (laughs) No, no thanks. That's not the kind of so. man I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want
0: you to get your hands dirty when you fix fixing the car, but maybe go in there and take a shower and come lay up next to Right. Week. Yes. Fresh and
1: clean. <laughs> exactly. I'm one of those guys. And so it's just like I'm so big on taking care of myself because mm-hmm. I just want to have the most beautiful life I can, like the most peaceful life possible mm.
0: for me. Absolutely. Do you think that you are in a space, Mia, that you'll never go back to there? To that dark place?
2: Um, I, I think I am. Okay. And, but I, I'm a realist. Like I've I, I said plenty of times, I do have moments where I have to catch myself. Like, okay, bitch, you remember this behavior? I Remember what triggered to this? It's going to mm. lead to this. Okay, yeah. stop. Recollect yourself. Go back into and redo everything and start over. Mm. But I, I think it's just, once you know the the habits, and you know you you start to know yourself, you know, like what happens and triggers those depressions, and and, and some people are in, are depressed and they don't know it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's and that's something that you have to realize too, because I, I was depressed and didn't know But I just thought because I was depressed for so many years, I just thought it was normal. I was just like, I'm normal, like until I just really. I had to have a moment like Zaire was saying. I had to connect with myself and really just dig deep and like, this is not me. Take a step back and yeah. in a moment.
1: Okay. What am I doing? Right. yeah. That's just what it is. Like
0: my, my own personal story. I had to create, I had to realize who was creating those, that depression,
1: those demons, those
0: demons or those feelings of inadequacy or those mm-hmm. feelings, um, So let's take my mom. So I was by coming back to I I moved in with my mom at that time because I felt like my mom owed me something. She Mm. went to prison. I took care of my brother. I stopped my life. I dropped out of college. I did all this stuff for you. Let me stay with you. And this wasn't my idea. She said this out of her mouth, too. She was like, you did all of this stuff and I want you to not worry about anything. Just come live with me. And go back to school, get your surgeries, make your money, get your surgeries. This is what I'm going to do for you. Don't worry about paying bills. Don't worry about nothing. Mm -hmm. And so in my mind, I was like, yeah, bitch, you owe me this. (laughs) (laughs) Like in my mind, I'm like, yeah. Okay, bet. bet." And so that's how I (laughs) end up moving in with her. And then she relapsed. And I was angry as fuck at her for relapsing. In putting us in a situation like that, where we don't have nowhere to go, me and my brother, once again, like you did when we were little, when you got on drugs the first time, mm-hmm. and so I was angry at her. But what it did for me, what that mo, all that situation, that homelessness, it said, Diamond, you a grown ass bitch. You twenty six, because at that time I was twenty six. Mm-hmm. You've been, you had your own shit when you were seventeen, and now you mad at your mama because she didn't do her part. When you shouldn't have put yourself in a position. Exactly. That's how I am. You see what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. now I'm to the point now, I don't depend on nobody. Mm -hmm. I've been in the same spot since since shit for seven years now. And same job, doing my thing, growing and growing and growing, making more money. And it got to the point. Well, I had to realize you control your space. You control who's in mm-hmm. your life. You control if you got some motherfuckers that are not healthy. I had a friend for eight years, and I d- erased her out of my life because you are negative. Mm-hmm. And, and you can
2: feel that energy, exactly. like that energy transfer, mm-hmm. so automatically. Like you could be having a, the best day, and the birds are chirping, uh-huh. and somebody just come around with this aura, and you just like.
0: and I had to realize I am the person who control this space and that (laughs) I gotta get rid of so I'm not gonna fuck with you
2: Um, Mm -hmm.
0: I'm gonna make sure that my rent is paid I'm gonna make sure that my license is paid so I'm never in a situation where somebody's fuck up can fuck me over Mm -hmm. I'm gonna make sure that my transition is based on me and what I want and where I'm at and my (laughs) fuck ups and anything that I have to do and once I realize that I can create that space Nobody owes me a fucking thing. You owe it to yourself to create your space and be the chemist in your life to create however the concoction exactly. is. And that's once I learned that, once in that, all that shit broke down. Once I learned that, my life totally changed. Like I can, I can, I don't know what life is gonna hold in the future, mm. but I can't see myself being back there unless something yeah, drastic happened. You know what I'm saying? I can't see myself being back there because I know I control my happiness. I mm-hmm. know that if some shit gets depressing me, some shit needs to change yes. and I got to control exactly. it. Um, if, some, if some people, because usually it's people for me. Like, I'm a people person. It's yeah. not, I, my circumstances I control. It's people. So if I, if you bringing me too much negativity, where you a man, whether you um, a trans person, whether whatever you are, if you bringing me too much negativity, I'm out. We, mm-hmm. I, I, I can't fuck with you. Yeah. And you know, we saw with this situation. I'm quick to say, I love baby. you, but you. <laughs> I
2: love you, you my boo. <laughs> but I can't do it. But I can't you do can't it. You can't drag me with you, baby. Yeah,
0: I, I can't do it. You have to it. love yourself I have to move enough to,
2: to say, I, I love you, but I can't love you the way you want because it's hurting me. Exactly. So I got to be yeah. done.
0: Mm-hmm. exactly so you know what we've been. this one has been gone an hour, so we ain't going to talk about nothing else <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> this, this was a, we done went to depression, suicide, family we got no <laughs> so this was good yeah. this was serious we're going to have to be light next time <laughs> baby real light cause this one was, was real yeah, alright so Zaire where can we find Marsha's Place uh, Marsha's Place uh, Zaire, tell them where they can find Marsha's Plate On Facebook, Instagram
1: um, I'm sorry, I forgot
0: I'm going to say it again So you can okay. find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter So Zaire, tell them where we can find Marsha's Plate You can find us on Facebook Twitter, and Instagram and mia, where they can they find you? Where Mia Mix, where can they find you? <laughs> they can find <laughs>
2: me on Instagram at mia underscore MZ Pretty. Mm-hmm. and on Facebook at Mia Mix.
0: All right, and, and I'm Diamond Styles. You can find me everywhere on social media. Diamond Styles, D I A M O N D S T Y L Z. And what about you, Zaya? You can find me on
1: YouTube,
0: Tumblr, Instagram, and Twitter.
1: All of them is G-O-L-D-N-P-E-L-O, but the one with the Instagram has an underscore thing.
0: Alrighty, so if you would like to donate, you know, support black trans people, please.
2: Please. <laughs> support black people, please. <laughs> and you can
0: donate at DiamondStyles at gmail.com on PayPal. And, you know, any donation helps. So... Hit us up, and we will see you guys next Thursday. Bye bye. gonna be, every little thing's gonna be.